0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships, and Breaking the Bonds of Emotional Abuse. Keep listening, we'll figure a few things out. Hello and Happy New Year. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler and in this episode to start 2023, we are going to talk about you not about the hijackal, but we are going to be talking about you in reference to any hijackals, those chronically difficult people in your life who may be causing you to lose your sense of peace. We're going to talk about the eight must-haves of emotional well-being that will give you that sense of peace, that sense of being whole and complete and uh, in control of your own life. And these are very important skills to have when you have a hijackal in your life. You really need to focus on you rather than them. And you know so well that they're demanding that you focus on them all the time. And that's difficult. So stay tuned. This is going to be a very important episode. You've heard the term we all talk about it, emotional well-being. And it's lovely. It's something that you think everybody should have. But when you look in the mirror, do you ask yourself the question, how is my emotional well-being? Am I running as fast as I can? Do I feel loved? Do I feel supported? Do I feel engaged? Do I feel equal, reciprocal, mutual? How do I really feel? Because emotional well-being is a very important goal. It's a goal that needs to be reached and sustained. And you deserve to have emotional well-being. It doesn't matter what background you came from, how many difficulties there might have been, or if it was excellent. If you don't feel right now that you have emotional well-being, then this episode is going to bring you really good insights so that you can ask the right questions of yourself. The National Center for Complementary and Integral Medicine in 2018 had a roundtable. And when they talked about emotional well-being, they said that the elements of it include a sense of balance in emotions thoughts, social relationships, and pursuits. So balance is the key. How many times do you feel out of balance? And if balance is the key to emotional well-being, we need tools and strategies and tactics and tips to get into balance and stay in balance. I don't think we are ever in balance for very long, but we are always capable of balancing. When something goes a little bit sideways, we bring ourselves back. When we go down a wrong path, we bring ourselves back. We are balancing right? And that's important. But it's impossible when you have a hijackle in your life, particularly if they are your life partner. But if you have a hijackle parent or sibling, friend, or adult child, you're going to have the same problems with them, maybe just not so frequently. But if you have someone with you are engaged with every day who is a hijackle, they are so focused on themselves that your emotional well-being is not on their radar, so it must be on yours. And if you think that sounds selfish, it isn't. Self-care is not selfish. And we need to have that balance. We need to have fairness. We need to have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, as I talk about so frequently. Because if there isn't any balance, it is the biggest red flag ever, right? There isn't balance in your life and balance in your relationship. So let's jump right in. The first must-have of emotional well-being is to have emotional regulation, a positive state of your emotions. So it's not being ripped all over the place, and you're not being worn down, torn down, and put down by somebody on a regular basis, and you don't look in the mirror and wear yourself down, or tear yourself down, or put yourself down. We need that balancing. Remember that. It's going to be a theme for the entire episode. And you you need to be able to do it when you're with a high shackle, to the highest degree you can in order to find out what you want to do about that relationship. The first step is to bring yourself into balance. Yes, she'll always be fussed by the hijackal. They will always really resent the fact that you spend time on yourself. All of those things are true. However, even if you start in small ways, start doing the things that I'm going to put in this episode that will allow you to see emotional well-being in your future, if not right now. Because when you're with a hijackal, they do not want you to have any balancing of your own. They want to be in charge of it. They want to know that they can tip you over when they want to. They can make you feel better when they want to. They can make you feel angry at any moment. They can push you to reactive abuse. And if you don't know that, I did a whole podcast on it. They like to feel that they know where your buttons are and they can push them and they are in control of your emotional well-being. And no, 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 Longer, right? No, somebody else cannot be in charge of your emotional well being over time. Yes, you may come to see someone like me and get it back, get a sense, talk it out, talk it through, work it through, decide what you want to do, and <clears throat> take care of that. But then you are in charge of your emotional well being and that balancing. If you ever want to talk to me, go to beaclient.com, beaclient.com. So the hijackle is going to tell you, you don't count, you're to blame, you're never right, and the hijack will focus on destroying your emotional well-being. Was that a little aha you just had at recognizing how much they work at destroying your emotional well-being? And we co-regulate with the people that we're around, and we want to co-regulate in the positive, healthy way. But when we're with a the hijackle, they are calling us to co-regulate in a chaotic way, a confusing way, an uncertain way, a volatile way, a very dynamic, negatively impacting way. And that's not going to be good. So I hope that by putting this as number one, it encourages you to start to say, hmm, I really realize I need this. I want this. I'm going in that direction. I need to go in that direction. And you wake up to the fact that you want to take back control of your own thoughts and your needs and your wants and your goals and your behaviors and your feelings. That someone else is not having control over those things, that becomes very, very important. So number two, must-have for emotional well-being is a sense of meaning and purpose. Your purpose is not to make a hijack happy. Are you clear about that? That is not your purpose. Your purpose is to contribute to life and by being your full self, well-expressed, healthy and happy, and then if that contributes to the lives of others, great, that's what you're contributing because you chose to, but a, a sense of meaning and purpose can be very elusive if you're with a hijackle because they want to make it all about them.com, right? So you go to them with, I don't like the way this is working. I don't feel good about it. Who cares what you feel? I need you to do this. So your sense of meaning and purpose is constantly eroded, if not wiped out, and made into something that doesn't count for much at all. Have you had that experience with a hijackle? Because it will happen. And the longer you're with them, the more it will happen. Until you are actually flat out, turning into a doormat, that would be their perfect ending, and that they could at any moment with a look, have you assume the position of doormat. That makes them happy. And then they start complaining that you're you're boring. and then you come back to life and they flatten you again. So what is your sense of meaning and purpose? Why do you think you're here? What is it that brings you joy? What do you contribute to life? What do you love to do? How do you like to help? And I don't mean that your life should be focused on making a hijackal happy, just to say it again. So who are you? What do you value? What are you wanting to express in life? What are your needs and what are your wants? Because trying to keep a hijackal happy is like Sisyphus rolling a stone up a hill. It never happens. It may teeter on the top of the hill for a second and then right back down. And you know that experience. Because we've talked about it. That you will never have equality with the hijackal. Because they always have to have the upper position and the upper hand. And, you know, it's kind of interesting where that idea of upper hand came from. It came from a British game where there was a stick and and people would put their hands on it, one on top of the other, like that. And the winner was the one that got their hand at the very top. And so it was kind of a game of chance. But if you were nasty, you would be squishing people's hands as you went. And it, it really has some meaning when you put it in the hijackle context. So. If you don't have a sense of purpose and meaning, and you haven't thought that you are worthy of having a sense of purpose or meaning, then you are a hijackal bait. They're going to see you as malleable, able to be shaped, able to be groomed to do what they want you to do. So gather back, pull back and say, no. You know, I'm here to fully express who I am, and I have the right to do that. And that will add to your emotional well-being. The number three must have is autonomy. The very opposite of what a hijackal wants you to have. But autonomy is important. You're a separate human being. The hijackal is a separate human being. How come the hijackal gets autonomy and you don't? Why is it okay for them to do whatever they want, but not okay for you? Autonomy means that you run on your own system, that you make your own decisions. Sure, you can choose to make decisions by agreement with another human. No problem at all. But there needs to be a quality of making the decision. Not one person telling you what to do. You know, save that for the workplace occasionally. You gave that up, after all, when you grew up. You make your own decisions about who you are, what direction you're going, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, what you value, what you don't value, what's important, what's not. That's autonomy. And there are areas where things have to be joint. I understand that, you know, if you're raising a family or whatever, of course you want to be able to make joint decisions. And when you're with a hijackal, they won't really be joint. They'll be you agreeing to what the hijackal wants more likely. But there's no need, if you are an autonomous human being, to ask another person for permission to think, feel, need, want, or do anything. Really understand that you are an autonomous being. You can make choices in togetherness, but you have the right to make your own choices. And you don't have to ask anyone for permission. And if you're in a hijackal relationship, the hijackle wants to have that power that you go to them and almost ask them for permission to do what makes you happy or what you want to do. And they'll make you wrong and they'll put you down for wanting such a silly thing or why do you need it or you're so selfish or any of the things you frequently hear from a hijackal. So autonomy is important, and if you haven't thought about that for a while, autonomy is an important component of healthy love. And I wrote an ebook about that because it occurred to me that in all the talking that I do about hijackles and toxic relationships, people may not understand. The concept of healthy love. You may not have had a good model of it, and you may not remember it if you did, because maybe you've been too influenced by being in an unhealthy situation that you think is love. It isn't. In most cases, what you think of love in a hijackal relationship is you being used and occasionally approved of. So it's very important for you to understand um, that idea of autonomy and that that you can bring it forth and it's an, it's for you to do it truly really is then the number four must have emotional well-being is self-acceptance big one you know when you look in the mirror learn to like what you see learn to look at the good parts when you think of your life Think of the things you like about yourself. If you have limitations, accept them. If you have goals, say, I am as entitled as the next person to pursue my goals. But have that self-acceptance that I have the right to take up breath and take up space. And therefore, I have the right to express what I think, feel, need, want, prefer, remember, whatever. You have that right and a hijacker wants to take it away and you know that. So know that you have that right and know that you work on yourself and you get help if you need to. Like I said, go to beaclient.com for my one hour introductory offer for new clients if you want my help, but get help if you need to in order to talk through and understand how you came to the position you find yourself in, and what you would like to move toward and make a plan to get there. You know, you work on your issues. You see the patterns and traits and cycles. Maybe some of them were adapted, adopted, and inherited from the family you grew up in. But you're going to work at self-acceptance now, in the moment, who I am, and move toward who you most want to be. Know what you do well. Know what you do poorly. Know what you just like to try for the heck of it, right? And do it. You have that right to accept that you deserve to take up space and draw a breath. And that you can do what you enjoy or move toward what you're passionate about. Or just want to do something just because you want to do it. And you accept that about yourself. You know People like to excuse their behaviors by saying no one's perfect. But it is true. No one is perfect and perfectionism is unattainable. So it's important for us to accept ourselves and move forward from there. Now the number five must have is the ability to express your feelings in appropriate ways to have emotional well-being, you need to be able to express, this is what I think, this is what I need, this is what I want. That's why I talk about my strategy, the personal weather report. If you're not familiar with that, you can find chapters on it in my book, Kaizen for Couples, K-A-I-Z-E-N or Z-E-N for Couples. And I did put up, a web page for you so you could learn it quickly. It's at, surprise, surprise, personalweatherreport.com. And this is a strategy that's so important to use because it will help you express your feelings without any blame on the other person, without even talking about the other person. And that will make you feel more comfortable because you will know that you're delivering it clean and clearly from something that you're an expert on. You need to be able to let people know what's bothering you. And you know, if you try to tell the hijacker what's bothering you, they are not interested. So maybe that's the wrong people you've got. Because in order to have emotional well-being, you need to be able to express your feelings and be able to talk about these things and to have that be accepted because you have already engaged in self acceptance. You need the people in your life to accept you too for who you are and that you have thoughts and feelings and needs and wants and desires and goals and dreams and that you can talk about them. And you need good skills to express heavy emotions like anger or sadness or anything that other people may have a little difficulty hearing. You need good skills to convey those messages. And you need to be willing to speak up, you know, to be able to give yourself a voice. When you're with a hijackal, they don't want you to have a voice. And you need to reclaim your voice and find a way to just say, well, you may not think that, but I do. I remember it this way. And they're fussing, fussing. Oh, that's ridiculous. You're wrong, blah, blah, blah. And you just affirm, no, I remember it that way. And you come to that place where you have that ability to express yourself. And that's important. And, of course, you you will find out whether you're with somebody who is receptive or not. And if you're with some, I juggle, they're not receptive usually every now and again, they'll be very receptive. Have you noticed that when they really, really lean in and listen to you, they're kind of wanting something, wanting something from you? And the double-edged sword with that is you think, oh, finally, they're interested in me, there's space for me. And so you just... You just cuddle up to that idea and you start spilling the beans and spilling the tea about who you are, what you want, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what your dreams are. And hijackals are extracting all that information so they can use it as ammunition against you later. So being able to express these things is very, very important. But you also need to have the ability to manage strong emotions in yourself and others. And that's often something that you need to learn. You know, I have courses you can take. And all of these things you'll find at EmergingEmpowered.com. That's my main website, EmergingEmpowered.com. So number six must-have for emotional well-being is to manage your stress levels. How many times have we heard that in our lifetimes? But the real thing is that it's difficult because we're all different. We all have different levels of anxiety. We all have different backgrounds. We see things as stressful differently. Some people are stressed by one thing, some people not so much. And the opposite is true of something else. So managing your stress levels is finding out what makes you anxious. What is it that pushes up the stress meter in your life? And paying attention to how you can diffuse that, how you can diminish it, how you can move away from whatever it is. And if you're with a hijackle, that wouldn't mean moving away from the hijackle. Maybe emotionally, but maybe emotionally is the first step. And you will end up moving away from them physically. But you need to be able to manage your stress levels. You're not here to be somebody's whipping post so that they don't have stress, but it creates horrible stress for you. And that may come in the form of hypervigilance. Maybe your stress has come to where you're always on guard looking. What do they want now? What are they saying? What haven't I done? What's around the corner? What are they going to get me on? You know, you become like that and your shoulders creep up to your earlobes and you're feeling your whole body is in tension. Or maybe it's not feeling good enough. So you have to go back to that other point on self-acceptance and do some digging and some work there. So that even if someone tells you in no uncertain terms, that someone being a hijackal, that you're not good enough, your internal dialogue says, oh, yes, I am. And I'm learning something about you that you would say that to me. That's where you want to get to. And you want also to manage stress levels and go back to what I said a couple of minutes ago, which is perfection is a myth. It's a myth that often our parents pushed on us to make us do what they wanted us to do. And that the more perfect we were, the more we would be appreciated. But nothing is perfect. And if it is perfect, like a perfect rose, it's going away soon. It's not perfect in the world, in a dynamic world. Perfection is fleeting. Now, sure, we have beautiful paintings and wonderful music, and it's, we can talk about that if we want to have an argument about perfection. But if you are trying to live up to some standard that somebody somewhere set for you, you're living up to their expectations, then you can give that up. Isn't that good news? You can give that up, and it will help you heartily to manage your stress. Truly will help. So you think you know what managing your stress is. But do you? Do you understand what you're headed? Do you know what your resting heart rate is? Do, are you playing on your own team? Are you doing things that cause you stress? You know, maybe you don't do well with caffeine. Maybe you don't recognize there's caffeine in chocolate. Maybe you don't recognize that you're putting your body off balance because you don't know your specific body well enough. Maybe you're so used to stress from a stressful childhood that the stress of being with a hijackal just seems so familiar. And you don't know how to live. You've never lived without stress. It's a worthy goal to reduce and manage stress. That will help you move toward emotional well-being. And number seven is have healthy relationships. Well, we already know that relationships with hijackles are not healthy because you can't have a healthy relationship with an unhealthy person and a hijackle is an unhealthy person. But for you, moving toward emotional well-being, you want to have relationships where there are the three must-haves of a healthy relationship. There is equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And that's episode 115, if you're new to the podcast. It is the basis of the must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. And so having healthy relationships starts with, is there equality here? That's the most fundamental thing. Do I have as much latitude as the other person? Do I have um, the right to speak up as the other person does? Are things considered in the same way from each side? You know, is there equality? And over that equality and reciprocity and mutuality, we need to have the emotional gifts that I I wrote about in uh, Kaizen for Couples because the emotional gifts are honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. In order to be in a healthy relationship, those things have to be present. Honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. And if they're not present, you need to see if you can find them or insist upon them, or introduce them, or whatever stage you're at. And if they're unavailable to you in a relationship that you currently have, consider whether they can be instilled into the relationship, or if they cannot be. And a hijackable partner will have no interest in injecting those in because they're not going to have equality, as I said before. So learning what's healthy. You know, when you go to the learn uh, part of EmergingEmpower.com, you'll find all my books and free checklists and courses and everything. And you'll find that, that I have an ebook there called Creating Healthy Love or What Healthy Love Is. And it's, it's inexpensive, but it will give you a really good read as a guideline to what you would have if you had healthy love. So learn what's healthy, learn what's not. Know if you need to make changes. And you know, if you need support on that journey, I have a community, the Emerging Empowered Community. You can join us over there at joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. And every month you have three group opportunities to ask me questions. So it's a great thing. Come and join for a few months. And then you can join in three times a month on the group calls and get your questions answered. Because if you know you need to make changes, you may need to know how to do it. And I can help you with that. And when there is imbalance, there's going to be a lack of help. It's just that straightforward. So it's important for you to figure that out. And so the last one, that comes from all this, the, the eighth must have of emotional well being is self confidence. That when you actually believe that you deserve to take up space and draw breath, that you can have and have the right to express what you think, feel, need, want to remember, prefer, whatever, you begin to say, hmm. I can confidently do that. I'm not telling anybody else how to live. I'm not telling anybody else what to do. But I am confident that I have become acquainted with myself enough. I have good strategies and skills. I know my values. I am putting them into practice. I am living in alignment with those things. And I can speak up with confidence that I am an expert on me. And that's self-confident. I know me, and I know I have the right to express it. And then you don't have to impinge on anyone else. Please don't. But have the self-confidence to express yourself because you know yourself well. So from listening to these eight must-haves, what do you now think you might need to learn or know more about? Or what might you need to examine further? In your relationship with yourself or in your relationship with someone else? And what might you then need to change or improve or eliminate? What skills do you need? What do you need skills maybe to shore up? Skills that aren't as robust as they need to be. Know what they are. And ask yourself this question. How long will I tolerate a lack of these eight must-haves in my life? How long will I tolerate that? Because it doesn't matter how old you are. When you wake up to these things, it's time to take action. You can't put that genie back in the bottle to hear these eight must-haves and then say, oh, well, I'll think about it tomorrow. No, Scarlet, it's not going to fly. Now you can work toward them. And think of it as you're learning all these things or examining them or re-examining them if you've already done it many times and and are happy with your life but want to to have it be as optimal as possible. Think also that every time you work on yourself, you're presenting a better model for your children if you have them. And that's very important. You're teaching them that self-development is important, personal development, personal enrichment, that people can change, that you can... Learn something new, you're teaching your children. So with the eight must-haves of emotional well-being, put yourself first, not foremost, but first for some of the time. Make yourself a priority so that you can establish that balance that we started this episode with. Because if you don't have the balance, you are off balance. And if you are off balance, you are easily tipped over, particularly by a hijackal looking for the exact moment to tip you. So I hope this is helpful to you, that you will think about this, maybe listen to it again, share it with a friend or two, and maybe work on things together. You could certainly do that. So until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon!